I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Hs up top for Bear. Kane's trying to set it up. Jarvis with the shot. Gets her to Grubauer. Wide open chance. Nina Ryder pounds it home on the power play. And we're tied at one. Now another attempt. And another break. Here comes Donskoy. He pulls up. Works his way through. Ronta with a save. Second opportunity from a sharp angle. Ronta dives on top of that. Good play by Auntie Ronta to keep this a one-goal game. Sends it down deep where Wenberg plays it along the boards. Trocek loses a stick. Wenberg tries to get it out of it. And Ronta gets across to Rob Schwartz. Oh, mercy. What a save by Ronta. Save of the game. Save of the game. Carolina wins the draw. Oh, back to Teravainen. Right on rebound chance. They score! Teravainen in game number 500. Levels us at two. What a play. Off the draw. job to keep the puck in across for Shea. Shea's drive, loose puck down front, Nature spins, he scores! What a way to follow up the penalty kill, Marty Natchez! is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. Whatever you're doing, hope you're having a good time doing it. Hope the weather is treating you well. And I hope that you'll enjoy this edition of the Canes Corner Podcast, which is brought to you, as always, by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you know where you can find it. Online, aluminumcompany.com. All sorts of cool things there for you. Free no obligation estimate, nothing cooler than that. Doesn't cost you anything to find out how to make your home more beautiful and energy efficient, does it? So check them out online, aluminumcompany.com. Well, that was a weird, fun, satisfying, rewarding, relieving sort of a hockey game. Uh, it certainly did not start off well for the Hurricanes. It was a dreadful first period. Thankfully, there were no goals scored, but I'm not sure either team was good enough to score a goal. I don't think anybody deserved to score a goal. Uh, each, goal t- each goaltender made, I think, one great save in the period. Uh, Ante Ranta stopping, uh, I think it was Kelly Yarncroke, who had a, a pass from Geeky across right out in front. It was just a tremendous uh, 
left pad save to keep the game scoreless. And then Philip Grubauer, whose only great game this year came against Carolina, played pretty well again tonight, although the Hurricanes did get him for three. And he made a great save. I think it was shorthanded Sebastian Ajo coming in with a lot of speed, uh, sort of a little bit off to the left of center of the ice. And Grubauer made a great save. So, uh, to me, those are the two best scoring chances of the first period, and both were handled by the goaltenders, and really, other than that, I mean, a lot of caffeinated beverages were available at PNC Arena tonight. That's all I could say, uh, and we all needed them after the first. Second period was more active, but I felt it was more manic, but of course, it had the most action in terms of goals. If that's, if that's how we determine action, uh, we had pucks entering the net. And uh, for whether you, it was 2-2, so I guess it wasn't all bad. I didn't think Carolina was very good in the period either. I thought they were messy in the period as much as anything. Um, power play goal allowed to Seattle. Look, you're going to allow power play goals because the other team has an extra guy in the ice. doesn't matter if Seattle's got the 29th rated power play in the sport and Carolina's got the number one penalty kill. One extra guy sometimes matters, and that's what happened on that. Uh, and then uh, Carolina got two power play goals in the period. The power play has just been, I mean, roasting of late. Absolutely roasting. Two, uh, two more tonight. It's like uh, 10 of the last 13 games have had a power play goal. Like, they've been excellent, excellent with the man advantage, so... Um, and they got, and this is all without Tony D'Angelo. Well, a lot of it is without Tony D'Angelo, not all of it. The beginning of it wasn't, but you get down to it. That extra guy matters. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the simplest thing ever. Power play. You have five in most cases. The other team has four. You should have an advantage. Huh? And they did. Carolina scoring twice with the power play different ways. We'll get to it when we, uh, when we go through the goals. Um, and then, uh, finally, 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 it happened after 18 games without Pesci. Good job to keep the puck in across for Shea. Shea's drive. Loose puck out in front. Nature spins. He scores! What a way to follow up the penalty kill. Marty Natchez gets on the I was trying to not count the, the games I haven't scored, but uh, of course it's a little bit in your head. I think uh, through my career, I never really waited that long for a goal, but you know it happens, and uh, it's good to uh, uh, last 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 few games. I I uh, started feeling, you know, um, a little better, getting more chances, and uh, today, you know, finally it went in. So uh, it's a good feeling. Great win, so uh, yeah, uh, let's just bring more. Yeah, more. Let's bring more. Let's bring more goals, Martin Natchez, because you're too important to this team and their ability to win a Stanley Cup. You know, don't want to hang this on the uh, the shoulders of, what, a 22-year-old kid uh, who obviously has worlds of talent, and he said something else we're going to get to in a little bit. A uh, little bit. going to stop the, uh, the Natchez postgame right there for a second. If the Hurricanes want to be the Stanley Cup champions, they need Martin Natchez to be more than a goal every 
you know, two months. Today is, what is it, the 6th of March? It's been nearly two months since his last goal. January 15th against Vancouver. It's the last time Natchez, you know, put one in the back of the net. Uh, Seth Jarvis in the same position. Uh, that was, the, I think, believe Jarvis scored in that game as well. And that's the last time he scored. So they're not going to be a Stanley Cup contender unless Martin Natchez scores goals. Unless they're going to re- replace that with somebody, you know, different. Who's also an elite level goal scorer. Just saying. Uh, that's what uh, the Hurricanes need out of Martin Natchez. They need production. Uh, he does a lot of other things well. He's mismanaging the puck well, unfortunately. Uh, the, so these, I think those things will get will sort of be eradicated from his game as he becomes more comfortable scoring goals. Anyway, uh, big goal midway through the third, uh, and all three Carolina Hurricanes goals were off rebounds. All three. The shots don't have to be pretty. They just need to be on net, create rebounds, create traffic. We're going to go through all of them because all three goals uh, had a similar element and a similar feel, and uh, I think they're encouraging, but uh, you just need uh, you need more from Natchez. It was good that he got one. Uh, I know they gave him the first star in the building. Uh, for me, you know, you know how I play these. Uh, I legit, I try to give you who I think played the best of all the Hurricanes. I didn't think Natchez was among the top three because uh, I th- actually I think he was nothing better than okay tonight. But I do think we're going to see a better version of Natchez going forward. So I'm excited about that. Excited about what's next. Now we just need Seth Jarvis score a goal, and uh, everybody will be happy. Uh, but Natchez uh, gets a big one, and I like that. Like the way he got it. Uh, so hopefully that'll continue. All right, a couple of other things. We had the Natchez thing. We had uh, Hurricanes, another poor first period. Like, I'm not I'm not alarmed at all of this because ultimately it's just a period of hockey. And as long as you're not down and out, and they gave up two goals against Pittsburgh, remember? Remember Friday? They gave up two goals in the first, one in the second, one in the third, win in overtime. So they gave up the first goal, but it wasn't until the second period then they tied it. Then they gave up a goal 76 seconds later. Then they went. Then they tied it. Then they went ahead and won it in the third. Uh, so, but it was a, a sleepy first period. Uh, it was a sloppy second period, but a sleepy first period uh, that, I mean, neither team was great. I think Seattle just wanted to grind this game into a bloody mess. And Carolina, I mean, it just was a slow game. It was kind of a boring hockey game through, I I would think, a period and a half. It started to pick up second half of the second period. And then the third period, Carolina was excellent. I don't even think it's, well, obviously it's not close because, frankly, uh, Carolina wasn't really good at any point in the game. But uh, in terms of carrying the play, first period, not good. It was carried by the, the Kraken. Second period was better. I didn't think it was awesome, but it was better. I think it was more messy than good. But the third period was their best period. It was a clean period. They did give up one power play, but they killed it, and they were awesome killing it. And then that turned into the offense that gave you the Natchez goal. Uh, But they were much better than Seattle. To to borrow from Trip Tracy, they built a game. Uh, There was nothing to build on in the first period, but it started to turn in the second 
uh, and then got really good in the third. Before we go through the goals, first intermission, this is where the Hurricanes generally honor the returning players. It's where they honored Peter Morazic when he came back with Toronto. Uh, he wasn't even dressed. He was upstairs in the press box, and they find Peter. Uh, they put him on the video screen. They played a little video uh, tribute to him. They did this with Dougie Hamilton. They did it uh, to a lesser extent with Warren Fogle. They did it with Brock McGinn. Uh, this is this is the time, man. You're coming back. You've been a, a big part of, you know, what's going on here and all that. And we talked to John Forslund last week, and I genuinely wondered... What would they do? What would the Hurricanes do? A, the breakup was messy. We all understand that. And John never, ever, ever wanted to be anywhere but in Carolina as the voice of the Hurricanes. I feel very comfortable saying that, not that he doesn't love it in Seattle, but John wishes he was still the voice of the Canes. I mean, it's just the way it is. In a discussion with John, nobody knew what the Hurricanes were planning on doing. Nobody knew that the Hurricanes were going to produce some sort of a tribute or not. You know, maybe they would just, hey, welcome John Forslund, and that would be it. But they put together with, you know, a few famous highlights, uh, including the Rod Brindamore goal in late in the midway through the third period of Game 3 in Montreal in 2006 with the Hurricanes trailing 0-2 in the series in the opening round. They put that together. In other words, I don't know how, how, however many uh, game highlights they used. And as soon as it started, the building stood, and it was a pretty loud standing ovation. So... It was very appropriately done, full marks to the Hurricanes for doing it. Because as early as, really, last week, Monday, uh, seven days ago, the Hurricanes did not know if they would do anything. My conversation with John kind of let let us know that John basically left it up to the team. I think he was uncomfortable wanting it. Although I think secretly he might have. I don't look, it, it's it was it's a very complicated situation. It was a bitter divorce. Bitter, bitter, bitter divorce. John has Maybe just now getting over it, but uh, I think John, for the most part, has been very open about, at least with uh, friends, he's been very open about how much it hurt. My sense is that it still hurts a lot. Anyway, uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I was glad the Hurricanes did what they did, and the extended, the sustained, loud ovation and show of appreciation for the fans to the guy who connected the team to them for 24 years. That was 
awesome. Awesome. And I'm glad they did it. I'm glad uh, he enjoyed it. And uh, I'm just hoping that everybody will be able to move on and that John can be the best possible voice the Seattle Kraken could ever hope for and the Hurricanes can move on and Mike Maniscalco and Trip Tracy will go do their thing forever and everybody will be happy and who knows? If TNT or ESPN is smart, we'll get to see a lot of John Forslund coming up in the playoffs. All right? All right, so uh, thrilled for John. Glad it worked out. Uh, glad they did it, and I'm glad he enjoyed it. Uh, I talked to him in the second intermission. I think he was genuinely happy and moved by it. So uh, fist bumps for everybody. To the goals. Let's, uh, let's start in the second period because there were no goals nor any action in the first. Uh, Seattle started. They got the one nothing lead. Power play. I think it was the second power play of the game uh, for the Kraken. Alex Winberg, pretty quickly in, by the way. I don't know. It wasn't, uh, wasn't more than 15 seconds. It might have even been less. Uh, shot by Yanni Gord, uh, or it could have been uh, Callie Yarncroke. Uh, anyway, Winberg side of the net. Uh, rebound off the pad of Ranta, over and in, one nothing, Seattle. Four minutes later, the Hurricanes have their own power play, and they squandered, that squander is not necessarily the right word. Uh, they, they possessed the puck, but they were sort of unthreatening at the same time. There wasn't, a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of crispness. There weren't a lot of openings to get shots through. So they basically just kind of possessed the puck for most of the power play without doing much. But with about 10 seconds left, Nino Niederreiter broke through. Hs up top for Bear. Kane's trying to set it up. Jarvis with the shot. Gets her to Grubauer. Wide open chance. Nina Ryder pounds it home on the power play. And we're tied at one. After way too much passing from the second unit. I mean, way too much passing from the second unit. Jarvis took a shot from just inside the right faceoff circle. The rebound uh, is sort of sitting there in front of Grubauer. I'm not sure he knew where the puck was. It almost seemed to me like he thought he had it. And uh, Jesperi Kokaniemi just kind of poked it over to Nino Niederreiter, who slid it into an open net. Uh, 1-1. 76 76 seconds later, Brett Pesci whiffs on a dump-in. Adam Larson springs yarn croak. He beats Ronta on a breakaway, and it's 2-1. So all of a sudden, good feeling gone. And then at 17-22 of the period, in his 500th career game, Tavo Teravainen pounces on a rebound. Carolina wins the draw. Oh, back to Teravainen. Right on rebound chance. They score! Teravainen in game number 500 levels us at two. What a play off the draw in Carolina's Tavo Teravainen's 16th of the season. Carolina's power play has been great uh, for Tara Vinen in his 500th game, career goal number 112. Uh, but here's how it worked. Ajo wins the draw. Trocek helps him out, gets it over to Tara Vinen for a quick shot. Rebound. Actually, Trocek had the first whack at it, but he whiffed on it. Uh, drifts to Ajo, passes it across Tavo Tara Vinen for the goal. Uh, so right off the faceoff. I keep telling you, hurricanes and faceoffs 
awesome. Uh, Ajo is great in the face-off circle tonight. So is Jordan Stahl, both uh, well over 70% uh, on the uh, on the dot. So uh, good for – that's what Carolina does. They won almost – I think they won about two-thirds of the face-offs today. So the period ends there. Well, it doesn't end there, but the scoring does. And we go to the third. And Carolina, Sebastian Ajo goes to the box for, I think it was either a, a slash or a hook. Could have been either. Carolina is great on the PK. Absolutely great on the PK. And every once in a while, you can carry that momentum into five on five. Pesci. Good job to keep the puck in across for Shea. Shea's drive. Loose puck out in front. Nature spins. He scores! What a way to follow up the penalty kill. Marty Natchez gets on the board. And the Canes grab the lead in the third period. Yeah, Brett Pesci kept it in. He gets it over to Shea. Shea puts it on net. It wasn't a, it wasn't a shot to score. It was a shot through traffic to create havoc. Uh... Ajo's in front, Svechnikov's in front. There are three Kraken defenders in the way. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of traffic in front of Grubauer. Uh, rebound bounces out to uh, Natchez, who kind of whirls around and uh, slides it under Grubauer for the 3-2 lead. And that's how it ended. It got a little squirrely at the end uh, in terms of Carolina trying to protect uh, in a six-on-five situation, extra attacker with the net empty. Hurricanes never really gained good possession of the puck. Uh, Jordan Stahl almost scored from a ridiculous angle uh, all the way down by the goal line, over almost uh, against the wall in the in the uh, left corner, if you're looking at the goal. Uh, but that shot kind of went across. Might have been high, but I think it just went across the front of the net. And... Uh, Seattle ends up going the other way for a chance. Uh, But Carolina survived it, and they pick up uh, a very, very big win. And as Mike Maniscalco said at the beginning, they put the Kraken into Davy Jones' locker. All right, uh, Ante Ranta, 28 saves tonight. He was the first star. Not even close. Uh, He was the first star of the game. Uh, For me, the second star was Tavo Teravainen. I thought Turbo was great tonight. Uh, made a bunch of good plays. He was good on the penalty kill. Uh, he did his normal Tavo Teravina thing. Uh, Nino Niederreiter has been an absolute monster. He continues to play very well. Uh, and I know we have a good, we have a great, a solid Nino Hive out there. Really wants Nino coming back. Uh, I think the team would like Nino to be back, but I don't think the team is going to pay Nino Niederreiter $5 million. There's, a, there's other players to pay. Uh, and I, I guess I could see Nino coming back if other players are not here. Uh, but I don't want to even get into that conversation. I'm enjoying uh, Nino Niederreiter circa 2022. So let's just continue to enjoy this Nino Niederreiter, who has been great in all three zones. That line was very good again today. I didn't think Carolina was awesome all up and down the lineup. Best line, Aho, Teravine, and Svechnikov. And here's what's interesting. Nine games they have now played together since they've been reunited and it feels so good by the head coach. Nine games. They have two five-on-five goals. Two five-on-five goals in the nine games. Almost all of their work has been done on the power play. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Goal, all goals count, right? But we're looking for that line to be dominant five-on-five. I think they've been excellent. 
They just have not gotten goals at five on five. All of their work pretty much has come uh, on man advantage, which is what it is. Uh, I thought Aho played very well today. Svechnikov played very well. Stahl played very well again. Uh, Slavin was good. Pesci had some puck issues, but he also made some really good plays. I thought Brady Shea was good tonight. Ethan Bear had a terrible first period, but played pretty well the rest of the way. Yeah, there were some noticeably bad performances in the first period. But let's not uh, let's not dwell on those, shall we? A little bit later on, we'll um, we'll go through the standings and uh, quick kind of we'll look at fixtures coming up for the rest of the week before the Hurricanes are back on the ice on Thursday against the Colorado Avalanche. Let's continue with Martin Natchez because I thought Natchez had some interesting things to say. Uh, a little bit more from Natchez, then a little bit from Ron Bindemore, and then we'll get out of here. I always had uh, high expectations, and, uh, you know, I want to be the guy who kind of leads the team, you know, helps the team, you know, scoring and uh, that stuff. So when it's not going your way, uh, sometimes you, know, you start a little thinking, thinking about it, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, we still were winning almost like most of our games, and uh, that's the most important thing, you know, when you're, not scoring and you're winning, it doesn't matter that much. So, um, yeah, we're talking about, you know, going more than that, uh, getting some dirty goals because basically I I feel like uh, in those all, all three seasons, most of my goals were like, uh, most of them like kind of nice goals and uh, not many goals from like in front of the net and stuff just like today. So, uh, you know, you're always gonna score a nice goal once in a while, but uh, you gotta get. I, I I gotta get more in front of the net and uh, score those dirty ones. Yes, that's it, Marty. That's what you have to do. You get your butt in front of the goal, and like Jordan Stahl, use your leg or your cup or whatever, and earn the goal the hard way. Natchez is always gonna have elite skill. That's not going away. He's always gonna have turbo charges in his skates he's wicked fast but he will take his game to another place when he is willing to get to the middle of the ice and score those greasy ones so we got one maybe that maybe the light bulb goes on for natchez in that regard because it was really a good goal so good for him now the head coach who i'm sure was thrilled that Natchez finally broke through for the first time in 18 games. He's had some good chances over the last little while. And just, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. So that was obviously if you're going to come out of it, that's the kind of goal you want to get, obviously. Auntie has kind of put together a few games in a row now. And you've talked all year about how you know you have two good goalies, but to see him really prove it with consecutive performances when you need them to has to be, has to be huge. It's huge. I mean, he made a couple big, big saves there. Um, one in the second that stands out where we kind of, you know, Choach drops the stick and just, you know, all of a sudden, boom, bang, bang. And, um, you know, there was another one, a third there. So he, he just, those are big, big moments. And, you know, you got to have those saves to keep us in the game, allowing us to just not, you know, chase it, not having to get down too much and have to change what we're trying to do. So, yeah, he was big. What did you make of the overall flow of the game start to finish? Start was terrible. It was like ten icings, and I was like, "Oh, this this is not what we want to start getting a, get, getting a rhythm going." And then, you know, we 
we're trying to do the right things on the one we give them, you know, we have the puck all of a sudden it's a breakaway. And then the other one is just, you know, we made a mistake on a change where it happens. It's just weird. We're we're coming off and then the puck happens to be there. There's not much you can do about those things. And those are the two end up in our net. Right. So kind of a weird game that way, but I, I give the guys credit. It's not easy to, play hard like we have every night and guys keep finding ways to do it so it's uh you gotta give him credit i don't know maybe i'm uh kind of crazy but i actually think auntie ronta has been i mean really good all year long i actually had mentioned this to alec during the game remember when the hurricanes always played really well in front of james reimer <laughs> they they are not doing that for auntie ronta as much uh, but you know what, for, uh, for a backup goaltender and we all know Ronta's incredibly talented, he's had a really good year and he's a really good goaltender and it's a very good chance that he's going to play against Colorado on Thursday. Uh, Freddie, uh, something's bugging him. Uh, remember he played in Washington. I mean, nobody played well in Washington. He certainly didn't play badly. Uh, but you know, he, he got through that game. He was the backup against Pittsburgh on Friday. And all of a sudden, there's an emergency call-up with Alex Lyon. What happened? So, we'll see. Hopefully, Freddie won't be gone too long, if he is. Uh, And if something's bothering him, you know, you've got Ronta. And Ronta, again, has played... Uh, has played very well. So, uh, so good for him. All right, real, uh, real quick. The Hurricanes do not play until Thursday against Colorado. Colorado will play twice. They will play tomorrow. Uh, at the Islanders, and then Tuesday against the Devils. They'll be off Wednesday, and they will take on the Hurricanes here in Raleigh on Thursday. Um, So these are the other games that are going to be of interest to you the next few days. Uh, Bruins are at, are at home to the Kings tomorrow. Panthers are at Buffalo Leafs are at the Blue Jackets. Tuesday, Panthers in Pittsburgh. So back-to-back for Florida. Seattle's in Toronto. The Rangers are in Minnesota, and the Lightning are in Winnipeg. Uh, the Capitals have two games this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. They will play at the Flames and at the Oilers. Uh, so that's the of, of basically I tried to touch on all the playoff teams in the East, and here's how the standings look. Carolina, 83 points, 741 winning percentage. They lead the Metro by six. Over the Rangers, who are 36, 15, and 5, 77 points. Uh, each has played 56 games. Pittsburgh has played 57. They've got 77 points. So the Canes have a six point lead over the Rangers and the Penguins, but they also have a game in hand on Pittsburgh. Washington has also played one more game than Carolina, and the Hurricanes have a 14 point lead. The Caps have 69 points. Yesterday, they beat, or actually Saturday, I should say, they beat the Kraken. Uh, at home, uh, Tampa leads the set. The I keep calling it the Central. Always want to call it the Central. Tampa leads the Atlantic Division by one point over Florida. Uh, Tampa is thirty-seven, twelve, and six. Florida is thirty-seven, thirteen, and five. So Florida is one point behind Tampa. Toronto is six points out of first. So the Canes are in pretty good shape, and that's good. We're happy that Martin Natchez got his goal. We are uh, we're looking for Seth Jarvis to get his. He has now gone 17 straight games without a goal. Carolina may look to upgrade it forward anyway, even if Natchez does return to the land of the goal scorers. 
Anything you get out of Seth Jarvis playing on your fourth line might be gravy. But then again, I think we're going to see Derek Stepan draw back in, if not against Colorado, uh, certainly uh, not too long after that. Uh, they got to get something. Everybody's got to pull some, some kind of weight. Uh, Jarvis did play pretty. I think Jarvis got a, he might might have gotten an assist on the uh, on the Nita Ryder goal. Did he get an assist on the Nita? Yeah, he got an assist. So uh, good for Jarvie. He got an assist, and he dressed just like Isbury Code Kadiemi. Uh, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. For the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. You can go online for free no obligation estimate. Did I mention that already? Aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Cane's Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating and a review. Give us five stars. Actually, you don't have to give us any stars. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to give us a review. Just listen to the podcast. Follow it, and then don't give us a review. That's fine. I'm good with it. Just follow it, and it shows up wherever you get your podcast automatically. It might be there now. Actually, it can't because I haven't posted it yet. Uh, I'm, I'm a little punchy. Took a long time to get out of the arena tonight. I was in the arena for the first time since November. And with that, we bid you good night. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.